Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton Book 9 Lines 473 through 732 Satan's Monologue Before the Temptation Thoughts Whither have ye led me? With what sweet compulsion thus transported to forget what hither brought us? Hate, not love, nor hope of paradise for hell. Hope here to taste of pleasure, but all pleasure to destroy. Save what is in destroying, other joy to me is lost. Then let me not let pass occasion which now smiles. Behold alone the woman, opportune to all attempts, her husband, for I view far round, not nigh, whose higher intellectual more I shun, and strength of courage haughty, and of limb heroic built, though of terrestrial mould. Foe not informidable, exempt from wound, I not. So much hath hell debased, and pain enfeebled me to what I was in heaven. She fair, divinely fair, fit love for gods, not terrible, though terror be in love and beauty not approached by stronger hate. Hate stronger, under show of love well feigned, the way which to her ruin now I tend. So spake the enemy of mankind, enclosed in serpent, inmate bad, and toward Eve addressed his way. Not with indented wave, prone on the ground as since, but on his rear, circular base of rising folds that towered fold above fold, a surging maze, his head crested aloft, and carbuncle his eyes, with burnished neck of verdant gold, erect amidst his circling spires that on the grass floated redundant. Pleasing was his shape, and lovely, never since of serpent kind lovelier. Not those that in Illyria changed Hermione and Cadmus, or the god in Epidaurus, nor to which transformed Ammonian Jove or Capitoline was seen. He with Olympias, this with her who bore Scipio, the height of Rome. With tract oblique at first, as one who sought access but feared to interrupt, sidelong he works his way, as when a ship, by skilful steersmen wrought nigh, river's mouth or foreland, where the wind veers oft, as oft so steers, and shifts her sail. So varied he, and of his tortuous train curled many a wanton wreath in sight of Eve, to lure her eye. She, busied, heard the sound of rustling leaves, but minded not, as used to such disport before her through the field, from every beast. More duteous at her call than at Circean call the herd disguised. He, bolder now, uncalled before her stood, but as in gaze admiring. Oft he bowed his turret crest, and sleek enameled neck fawning, and licked the ground whereon she trod. His gentle, dumb expression turned at length the eye of Eve to mark his play. He, glad of her attention gained, with serpent tongue organic, or impulse of vocal air, 
his fraudulent temptation thus began. Wonder not, sovereign mistress, if perhaps thou canst, who art sole wonder. Much less arm thy looks, the heaven of mildness with disdain, displeased that I approach thee thus, and gaze insatiate. I thus single, nor have feared thy awful brow, more awful thus retired. Fairest resemblance of thy maker fair, thee all things living gaze on, all things thine by gift, and thy celestial beauty adore with ravishment beheld, their best beheld where universally admired. But here, in this enclosure wild, these beasts among, beholders rude, and shallow to discern half what in thee is fair. One man except who sees thee? And what is one? Who should be seen a goddess among gods, adored and served by angels numberless, thy daily train? So glozed the tempter, and his proem tuned. Into the heart of Eve his words made way, though at the voice much marveling. At length, not unamazed, she thus in answer spake. What may this mean? Language of man pronounced by tongue of brute, and human sense expressed? The first, at least, of these I thought denied to beasts, whom God on their creation day created mute to all articulate sound. The latter I demur, for in their looks much reason, and in their actions oft appears. Thee, serpent, subtlest beast of all the field I knew, but not with human voice endued, redouble then this miracle, and say, How camest thou speakable of mute? And how to me so friendly grown above the rest of brutal kind, that daily are in sight? Say, for such wonder claims attention due. To whom the guileful tempter thus replied, Empress of this fair world, resplendent Eve, easy to me it is to tell thee all what thou commandest, and right thou shouldest be obeyed. I was at first as other beasts that graze the trodden herb, of abject thoughts and low, as was my food, nor aught but food discerned, or sex, and apprehended nothing high, till, on a day roving the field, I chanced a goodly tree far distant to behold, loaden with fruit of fairest colors mixed, ruddy and gold. I nearer drew to gaze, when from the boughs a savory odor blown grateful to appetite, more pleased my sense than smell of sweetest fennel, or the teats of ewe or goat dropping with milk at even unsucked of lamb or kid, that tend their play. To satisfy the sharp desire I had of tasting those fair apples, I resolved not to defer. Hunger and thirst at once, powerful persuaders quickened at the scent of that alluring fruit, urged me so keen. About the mossy trunk I wound me soon, for high from ground the branches would require thy utmost reach, or Adam's. Round the tree all other beasts that saw, with like desire longing and envying stood, but could not reach. Amid the tree now got, where plenty hung tempting so nigh, to pluck and eat my fill I spared not, for such pleasure till that hour, at feed or fountain, never had I found. 
sated at length, ere long I might perceive strange alteration in me, to degree of reason in my inward powers, and speech wanted not long, though to this shape retained. Thenceforth to speculations high or deep I turned my thoughts, and with capacious mind considered all things visible in heaven, or earth, or middle, all things fair and good. But all that fair and good in thy divine semblance, and in thy beauty's heavenly ray, united I beheld. No fair to thine equivalent or second, which compelled me thus though importune, perhaps, to come and gaze, and worship thee of right declared sovereign of creatures, universal dame. So talked the spirited sly snake, and Eve, yet more amazed, unwary thus replied, Serpent, thy overpraising leaves in doubt the virtue of that fruit in thee first proved. But say, where grows the tree? From hence how far? For many are the trees of God that grow in paradise, and various, yet unknown to us. In such abundance lies our choice, as leaves a greater store of fruit untouched, still hanging incorruptible, till men grow up to their provision, and more hands help to disburden nature of her birth. To whom the wily adder, blithe and glad. Empress, the way is ready, and not long. Beyond a row of myrtles, on a flat, fast by a fountain, one small thicket passed of blowing myrrh and balm. If thou accept my conduct, I can bring thee thither soon. Lead then, said Eve. He leading, swiftly rolled in tangles and made intricate seem straight, to mischief swift. Hope elevates, and joy brightens his crest, as when a wandering fire compact of unctuous vapor, which the night condenses and the cold environs round, kindled through agitation to a flame, which oft, they say, some evil spirit attends, hovering and blazing with delusive light, misleads the amazed night-wanderer from his way to bogs and mires, and oft through pond or pool, there swallowed up and lost, from succor far. So glistered the dire snake, and into fraud led Eve, our credulous mother, to the tree of prohibition, root of all our woe, which when she saw, thus to her guide she spake, Serpent, we might have spared our coming hither, fruitless to me, though fruit be here to excess, the credit of whose virtue rest with thee. Wondrous indeed, if cause of such effects. But of this tree we may not taste, nor touch. God so commanded, and left that command sole daughter of his voice. The rest we live law to ourselves. Our reason is our law. To whom the tempter guilefully replied, Indeed! Hath God then said that of the fruit of all these garden trees ye shall not eat? Yet lords declared of all in earth or air? To whom thus Eve, yet sinless, Of the fruit of each tree in the garden we may eat. But of the fruit of this fair tree amidst the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat thereof, nor shall ye touch it, 
lest ye die. She scarce had said, though brief, when now more bold the tempter, but with show of zeal and love to man and indignation at his wrong, new part puts on, and, as to passion moved, fluctuates disturbed, yet comely, and in act raised, as of some great matter to begin, as when of old some orator renowned in Athens or free Rome, where eloquence flourished, since mute, to some great cause addressed, stood in himself collected, while each part, motion, each act, one audience ere the tongue. Sometimes in height began, as no delay of preface brooking, through his zeal of right. So standing, moving, or to height upgrown, the tempter, all impassioned, thus began. O sacred, wise, and wisdom-giving plant, mother of science, now I feel thy power within me clear, not only to discern things in their causes, but to trace the ways of highest agents, deemed however wise. Queen of this universe, do not believe those rigid threats of death. Ye shall not die. How should you? By the fruit? It gives you life to knowledge. By the threatener? Look on me, me who have touched and tasted, yet both live, and life more perfect have attained than fate meant me, by venturing higher than my lot. Shall that be shut to man, which to the beast is open? Or will God incense his ire for such a petty trespass, and not praise rather your dauntless virtue, whom the pain of death denounced, whatever thing death be, deterred not from achieving what might lead to happier life, knowledge of good and evil? Of good? How just! Of evil? If what is evil be real, why not known, since easier shunned? God therefore cannot hurt ye, and be just. Not just, not God. Not feared then, nor obeyed. Your fear itself of death removes the fear. Why then was this forbid? Why? But to all. Why? But to keep ye low and ignorant, his worshippers. He knows that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes that seem so clear, yet are but dim, shall perfectly be then opened and cleared, and ye shall be as gods, knowing both good and evil, as they know. That ye shall be as gods, since I, as man, internal man, is but proportion meet. I, of brute, human. Ye of human gods. So ye shall die, perhaps, by putting off human, to put on gods. Death to be wished, though threatened, which no worse than this can bring. And what are gods that man may not become as they, participating godlike food? The gods are first and that advantage use on our belief that all from them proceeds. I question it, 
For this fair earth I see, warmed by the sun, producing of every kind, them nothing. If they all things who enclosed knowledge of good and evil in this tree, that whoso eats thereof forthwith attains wisdom without their leave. And wherein lies the offense, that man should thus attain to know? What can your knowledge hurt him, or this tree impart against his will, if all be his? Or is it envy, and can envy dwell in heavenly breasts? These, these and many more causes import your need of this fair fruit, goddess humane. Reach, then, and freely taste. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, t'will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.